Hey you guys, it's Betsy Beers, again, I know, again, this is Scandal Revealed, which is the official Scandal podcast, not the unofficial Scandal podcast, the super, super official Scandal podcast. And I, as you know, am an executive producer of Scandal, hence why I'm here doing the Scandal Revealed podcast, because if I weren't, it would be kind of awkward. But I'm lucky today because, God bless him, he has the day off and he looks all rumply and delicious. But Jeff Perry, who of course plays Cyrus Bean, everyone's favorite Bean, is here. So I can soak up a little Cyrusy love. Aw. See? Aw. Aw. Adorable. He's, today, um, actually, Jeff Perry's word, I think, is adorable. He it, said it, it like three I've times. I've said it three times already. And every time yeah. he says it, I believe it in a different way, because that's how good an actor <laughs> Jeff Perry is. He's actually animated adorable sarcastically, adorable truthfully, and adorable passionately, I think, the past like minute and a half. That's wonderful. See? I didn't know I could do that. You, okay. You're very, very, you're, okay, you're very limber in the acting department. <laughs> okay. um, Jeff is wearing today a fabulous, classic, white v-neck man's t-shirt he's looking he's looking very buff to tell you the truth and i think we all know how buff jeff is because we've seen him in the buff and that was pretty impressive all around i think and some jeans and jeans and a, what looks to be a very high-priced watch which is nice <laughs> and um i'm still Bet's, wearing the Bet's, miner's cap yeah, so Bet's it's all good. lying this is a ten dollar timex and it it's missing <laughs> and the and it's missing the little loop so it, it just has a tail so it just has a tail it's sort of flying around on yeah. his wrist yeah. it's a little bit un it's it's he's he's flying unsupervised the watch i think <laughs> don't you thank you so much for doing this i love doing it i love doing it I've told Betsy that she's going to be, she's going to take over NPR and uh, uh, all be, sorts of things. It would be called the scariest, actually, radio network ever, right? We'd have to change yeah, it no. from national public radio to super scary public radio. And, you know, you would have an ongoing talk show, which would be awesome where you just say adorable and you'd giggle in that really cute way that has actually, I think, taken America by storm. <laughs> they haven't, yeah, they haven't seen, they haven't seen a lot of giggly Cyrus. They haven't seen a lot you of, know, every once in a while you get a moment. Yeah, little tiny. A little moment. tiny moment. I think recently you've been besting Melly in some competitive games. Yes. Where there's been some grinning at the very least. Yes, which is fun. At the risk of becoming too serious, there was this scene where Fitz is very morosely about to go off to some fundraiser. Oh, he was grim. Yes. Right. Very he was grim. grim and. And we're wondering what to do about the parents yes. of the hostages. The hostages. Because the parents are on, you know, national TV, or at least one of very them. Very upset. The lady you know, is very upset. Very upset. Very upset. And, and Melly goes, I could do this somehow. I could fix this. And Olivia has given me the advice over wine that Melly is her own worst enemy. Just sort of give her enough rope and she will, you know what, herself. And then I feed one of the press corps um, <laughs> the fact that Melly's going to secretly get on the phone with these parents, but she won't know that a member of the press corps is on the phone as well. Oh, and it's just, it's gorgeous sabotage. Funny thing, we've said this before, but the great thing about Cyrus is, Cyrus, I mean, for God's sakes, you have had a hand in killing people. You almost actually offed your own husband. Yet, I love Cyrus, and I want Cyrus to win so badly that I really don't care what he has to do. James, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a Rubicon to cross. But I, oh my, oh, I just feel thank, like when you win, it's so delicious when you actually. I, I just want you to be back in the good graces of the president. Like that's I all know. I really care. I about. know, I know. I want out of this this Siberia so badly, so badly. Now, the, and soon, soon you're going to be curled up on the rug, I believe, in the warmth. I'm by thinking, the fire. I'm thinking. I'm seeing little hints in footage you guys haven't seen. But 
there will be a thaw. I will be back with my best boss buddy. I just feel it. I think it's all going to be good. In the next episode coming up, I do feel like what starts to happen, we're going to get to see Cyrus gets re-entrenched, but something happens that threatens his newfound re-security with Feds. The whole plot of this next episode is something that could go terribly wrong for Fitz and for you, and it ends up putting you at loggerheads with Olivia. Exactly. There's at least one huge surprise that you guys are going to want to really watch. You know what's so great about this is while we do this and we're not airing an episode, because as you know, we're not coming back till March 21st, but the nice people at ABC still have hauled me out and dumped me in this chair and allowed me to speak to you guys, which is nice because normally they try to keep me away from people because <laughs> it's always dangerous. <laughs> but we get to answer fan questions. Oh, great. Felicia at Sweetness04FJ wants to know, what's your favorite monologue so far in Scandal? What's your favorite? Do you have one? Uh, episode 104, when Fitz asks me, <laughs> Cyrus, I know you're upset, but we have to game plan this. Um, and I've just found out that, as far as I know, Amanda Tanner is officially pregnant with the president's baby and that there will be no deal or settlement or underneath the rug settlement possible and that she just wants to burn the White House down and I see no way to stop it. And Fitz says, what's next? <laughs> and I say, "What? what's next? What's next? Well, here's what happens next. Ah. You resign from office. Um, and then it is this great Shonda meets the darkest Hunter S. Thompson from Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail. It ends, I believe, you'll, with go him out and get that himself, paper. right? Go out and get that paper. Yeah, and it ends out with then you'll uh, go to the bathroom and uh, um, you'll, take that, you'll take out that revolver that your father gave you when he became governor. You'll put it in, uh, uh, you'll put it in your mouth and you'll blow the back of your head off. I and guess like, I'll have to do the. Uh, I guess I'll have to do the the post suicide interview with Barbara Walters. Uh, she's she's nice. nice. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it's the. It's the. Yeah, they'll probably get Barbara Walters. She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like where you've literally you've seen you become totally unhinged at this point. Like yeah. all the wheels are off the bus for all, for Cyrus. Yet he's still all, firmly in control. All, all off the bus. Yeah, that that one, gorgeous. The I wasn't made to be the White House Chief of Staff. Do you know what I was made to be? I was made to be the President of the United States. That monologue in the naked scene of two episode season two thirteenth episode mm -hmm. is ridiculous writing. We all sort of say that Cyrus is basically our go to for the monologues because it's like. Cyrus likes to pontificate, which is good, because Shondick writes these amazingly both florid, verbose, passionate speeches. I mean, I also love the speech that he gives to Liv when he's trying to convince Liv to rig the voting, which is this other oh, incredibly yes. upsetting. That's a gorgeous. Liv, that's a that's gorgeous like my speech. favorite Cyrus rant, because yes. there's something about that per, the person who's the person behind the person yeah. struggling with their role in history that I think is just phenomenal and yes. great. Yes. You know, you mentioned the um, the Cyrus Jane bedroom scene, and David Benjamin at The Toy Man wanted to know, how did you prepare for that? You really brought it like Brando. 
by the oh. way, which is very nice. Oh, I wonder if this guy likes to be an agent as well. I could use two <laughs> I agents. believe the Toy Man yeah. would be a good name for an agency, yeah. too, yeah. right? <laughs> um, you know, a lot of camera work, dissimilar to theater work that I grew up with, a fair, a fair amount of theater work is kind of present tense, in the room, going through the chronology of stuff, playing around with scenes mm-hmm. with, uh, with more duration, more repetition. And a lot of camera work necessarily is more solo preparation. I have a dear buddy named Sal Vescuzo, a wonderful actor, and and he, uh, uh, I make him, you know, uh, uh, I take him out to dinner, this or that, and I say, will you please play with me and r- run stuff with me? And we just run it and try to feel the possibilities of the scenes and at different at different tempos and at different kind of emotional values and da, 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 just play. Nakedness was the fifth thing on my mind uh, Mm -hmm. because the scene was beautifully demanding. This truly was something I hoped would never, ever, ever, ever see the light of day. Mm -hmm. Part of that speech that you love, Betsy, Mm -hmm. was, 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 look, we take out the hatchets and we chop the Judases into little pieces. Why do we do that? We do that because Fitz can't. If he could, we wouldn't worship at his altar. Fitz makes the fishes and the loaf. Fitz walks on water. We need to, we need to keep him pure, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So I never wanted that to come out. And yet I'm faced with this kind of gorgeous pressure in the scene of a man I've grown to love who I think I would be desperately scared of losing mm-hmm. is demanding it's that damn subpoena that's what it is it's the damn subpoena i would never have to have told james the truth either if it weren't for that damn subpoena and so that's a great pressure cooker uh of dramatic writing and great and great for an actor it sounds to me like for preparation for you a lot of it is driving down different turnpikes yourself before you get there yeah. and sort of saying what if yeah. And then when you get to set, you have the vocabulary to drive in a lot of directions, which yeah. is great for us because what we do in editing is we get when somebody is as talented as Jeff, you get these different versions of the scene played slightly different ways and sometimes radically different ways. And what it gives us a chance to do when we're editing the scene for the show is pick whatever feels most organic to the mood and with what else has come before it and what feels like an incredibly emotional choice. And those choices, the things that Jeff spent so long preparing with his buddy, um, are the things that really can make or break the show that you guys end up seeing. Because what will happen is Shonda will be sitting in the editing room, the editors will be sitting in the editing room, and they'll say, I just, I feel like the scene is building in this way. I wish we had a version of Jeff doing this where he gets really angry, and usually Jeff's done it. So the good news is we don't even have to be psychic or anything. We just sit yeah. there. He's usually done it. And the other actors, too, I think you guys all yes. are really amazing at yes. shading things, yes. you know? Ashley Marie at A. Marie Sings wants to know, how is your character, Cyrus, different from the other roles that you've played? Now, I can think of one role off the top of my head, and it was super different than Thatcher Gray. I mean, in a weird way, Cyrus and Thatcher yes. Gray could not be more, more dissimilar. I know. And for people who, who have been buddies for, for a long time and mentors and teachers, uh, I, I remember I was saying, Betsy, early on in 
exploring this character and working on him, I said, wow, I've never been asked to do quite this alpha, quite this alpha male, quite this particular brand of strength, quite this um, Machiavellian, you know, skills. Uh, uh, I... Dear audience, I was as ignorant and uneducated <laughs> about politics and honestly not that interested until I got this gig. And then I've got like C-SPAN on and I'm reading, you know, Robert Caro or, or <laughs> Hunter Thompson or whatever I could get mm-hmm. my hands on mm-hmm. and kind of loving it. And, and then I talked to my high school teacher, you guys, an amazing woman named Barbara Patterson. She taught Gary Sinise and Jeff Perry at Highland Park High School in Highland Park, Illinois. We reminded each other, sort of at the same moment, that she cast me as a Yago when I was 15 in a high school speech contest. And I said, Barbara, I haven't touched that soul since the beginning, in a way. Not like this. And I go wow, I guess I have done it. And you saw something a hundred years before anyone else because I'm 104. <laughs> that's, see, that's great. And I mean, considering that Iago, one of the most amazing villains in the history of theater yeah. in Macbeth is just, and the trickiest dude, Iago, so tricky. And what were you, you were knee to a grasshopper when you were playing <laughs> yes, that, right? Yeah. You were just a little button. Yeah, just a little button. Well, you know, interestingly enough, that leads perfectly to Syl Fowler at Syl Fowler. Being a co-founder of Steppenwolf, what's the stage production you're proudest of? Do you have one? Wow. There's so many. There's pick some, a couple. There's some that just so vie for uh, love and heart. And William Saroyan's The Time of Your Life oh, yeah. is a sort of big, um, very possibly in any iteration of a production, kind of ungainly, can be over-sentimental play. But it, this was a giant-hearted Armenian and a very sort of tougher guy, I think, than he's sometimes treated in, in, in productions. Um, and it is a gorgeous rumination, like, like Terrence Malick, the film director, I love his. Mm-hmm. He'll pick a subject, but it's really an excuse just to ruminate about how should we live? How could we live better than we're living? Um, and that, to me, that's what that play was about. That's the great thing when you think about the origins of Steppenwolf. You guys did everything. I mean, that's what's so yeah. incredibly cool. And for those of you guys who don't really know what Steppenwolf is, and we can tell you a little bit, but it's one of the premier theater companies in America. These guys, you and Gary and... Terry Kinney. Terry. We, we, we first kind of gathered our classmates at Illinois State University that included John Malkovich and Laurie Metcalf. And a year after we started, uh, included Joan Allen. And then a couple of years in, included John Mahoney. I mean, think about um, that for a second. And, That's like crazy And kind of on and on and on of, of, of be- 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 wonderful actors. And you guys still work together. I mean, yeah. SH County was a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, just a couple of years ago. And yeah. um, still work together. And what's really great, because as I think we've mentioned, um, in a totally not nepotistic way, you're married to Linda Lowy, who's our fabulous casting director. And what's wonderful is every once in a while, one of these folks from 
your incredibly esteemed group come in and we get to work with them. Lori, we were incredibly fortunate to do Grays with. Amy Morton, Hmm. we were able to work with on private practice. I mean, so whenever you see that somebody's worked in Steppenwolf, you check out their stuff because they don't suck. You know what I mean? They're really phenomenally good actors. And And guys, you can go to www.steppenwolf.org. And you can check this stuff out. Check it all out. Because it's... It's really, it's an amazing education. You know, from the broadness of theater, I'm going to take it down to a much tinier subject, which is um, Maya at XL Heart Scandal X, which I suspect means something like I love scandal. What's it like working with baby Ella? (laughs) Baby baby Ella, you could eat with a spoon and a fork. No knife, no (laughs) No knife. knife. She's too adorable for any knives. No, forks over knives. Forks over knives. And, um, oh my God, little baby Ella. There are two baby Ellas? There are two baby Ellas. Which, just so you guys know, the way we normally work here in Holly Rock is that we tend to, when you have a baby, we try to do twins, hire twins, because there's the amount of time you can work with a baby on set is limited by some very excellent laws in this country that keep us from exploiting tiny, tiny talent. Those are all T's tiny, tiny talent. Mm -hmm. So if you have twins, what we can do is we can double the pleasure for the actors, but not exhaust the little tiny tot. Exactly. And baby Ella is pretty damn cute, I have to say. Baby Ella is is crazy crazy cute. Are the Ella's criers or are they kind of cool? You know, they're pretty cool. They are pretty cool. They they have better attention spans than I do. Uh, I'll I'll tell you that. (laughs) One of the questions that um, Jennifer... Denoya at Jennifer Denoya wrote um, is, will Cyrus ever tell Fitz he pushed to live to do defiance? Do you think that's going to happen? Because I don't think that's anything necessarily that has been revealed to I us. I believe it will. You think it's going to come out at some point, don't you? I believe that some version of what Jennifer's asking, yeah, is going to come out. It is going to come out. I just think that the pressure of time and the need to get out of Emotional Siberia is going to cause some version of that to come out. Mm-hmm. On the same topic, there are a lot of people who are very interested to know when your dirty secrets are going to be revealed, I think, or when you're going to reveal them. And Are there other Prez, dirtier secrets than Prez that? Prez at Dog 08 wants to know will your husband ever find out you tried to get him killed? Because that's up there, dude. Ooh, On the food I, chain of dirty secrets. I, no, I'm in complete denial about that. Um, that never happened. No, that 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 never happened. And that Charlie's um, a steel trap, by the way. He that, keeps his he keeps yeah. his stuff to himself. That Charlie, I yes. I, I got to say, I trust him. Yes. With uh, secrets, if you pay him. Yes. And you pay him. And only Huck has tortured things out of him, and and that th- we don't see that happening again. Let's 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 just say that that must never uh, see the light. And of so day. you Thank guys, you. if you ever run into James in a dark alley, don't tell him. Yeah, really. Just keep it to yourself. I'm trying to have you know just a. You're trying bit to have a family, a little bit of normalcy. A bit of normal. Little little okay? bit of normal. Just yeah. You, you got some rocky patches. Yeah. I think plenty of them that you've been going through and. Let me have some love. Through. You know, and the last question, which I just think is really fun, because people have picked up on this, Nero Perla at Capri 0906, who we've had on the podcast before, who has, we love to answer your questions, Nero Perla, at Capri 0906. And I love it when you um, tweet me and tell me how excited you were. So do it again, because we're really excited to get your questions. So you host all the Scandal cast viewing parties. How much fun is that? This cast is gushier than right? the gushiest uh, eight-year-old girl sleepover you've ever <laughs> been at. 
Apparently, yeah. Jeff has been to a few of those. Yeah, yeah. And I've hosted them, I you've guess. You've hosted them, though, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, and um, it is adorable. <laughs> and, um, no, I, lo- I love this group. Honestly, you guys, listen, I grew up, and kind of everybody in, in, in Steppenwolf Theater, which was our, you know, eight years, 18 through, you know, about 30 or something for me, I never, honestly, I never thought I would feel that kind of level of camaraderie and and uh, crazy communalness, and I'm feeling it again. Do you guys eat? Like, what do you eat? Like, do you, does does Linda make food? Do you? We've had in? we've had potlucks. Just curious, because I want to yes. picture this. If you guys yes. like me, I probably yeah. want to picture what no, no, they're no. all doing yeah, while yeah. you're watching. No, we've had Sunday. we've had potlucks. Um, I've made uh, Jeffy Jumble. Jeffy, what's what would be uh, Jeffy um, Jumble? I can only cook versions of the same thing, and you <laughs> you buy usually some meats and sun dried tomatoes and vegetables and a little pasta sauce and a little of this and a little of this, and you throw it. You know, you make a stew, and that's um, what really Linda tasty. calls yeah Jeffy Jumble. This, and I do and I do curry based ones, and then I'll do you know tomatoy based ones. And I bet there's maybe some flag flagons of liquids. I bet maybe you have some yeah. some beverages, yeah, goblets of beverages, yes. uh, adult beverages, some adult beverages, maybe some yes. strong pours of some <laughs> beverages. Yeah, for some of you and others, maybe just yeah. sparkling water. Exactly. Um, it's a it's a full group, but that really sounds like a heck of a good time. It is really fun. Well, we're we're hoping you guys keep watching because you guys are the most amazing fans in the world. The gladiators out yes. there. Yes. I got to say, you guys, um, and you see, you can tell, there are articles being written about you as the sort of paragons of fandom, which we're so proud of. Like, that is so darn cool. There's a a TV festival in Austin, Texas, coming up in the coming months that wants to uh, devote a fair amount of its time just to talking about Scandal and Twitter land and podcast land and its fans. I didn't even know that. See, I'm so glad you came to, to tell me that so that... I think, yeah, field trip, Austin. Field trip. Field trip. Great town. Great town. Um, thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time and out of making some Jeffy Jeffy stew. Yeah. And I think the Jeffy Jumble. It's really fun to see you. I love doing cities. it. I love doing it. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tweeting. And uh, ooh, we got seven mm. new episodes. We do. We do. And you know what? That you March haven't seen. Twenty first. March 21st, that's next week. Next week, we're back, which is super exciting. The cast will be live tweeting, as they always do. This is Betsy Beers. This is Scandal Revealed. Please watch Scandal, a fine television program, at 10 o'clock, ABC, Thursday nights. And also check out Grey's Anatomy, also a fabulous television program, 9 o'clock, ABC, Thursday nights. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.